Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what's going on, man? Man, we're deep into June. I'm feeling good, man. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I am... uh... We can forecast this a little bit, dude. I'm going to be uh, on a very short hiatus. Yes. You might have some other wisdom. Yes. Meaning wisdom. Um, <laughs> you know, coming uh, from the other side of the table in the yeah. uh, next week or so. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm doing well, dude. I'm uh, doing really well. I think we're finally in the spot. School year is essentially ended. Yeah. Yep. Kids have their summer before them. Dude, I will try not to rant about my frustration with the ever-diminishing summer of public school education. <laughs> I was a kid. I feel like I had a basically a full three months. Yeah, yeah. Got out in early June. You went back in early September. Yep. Now it's always kind of mid-June. Yeah. And going back in late August. Yeah. Not in your private school world, my friend. No, no. We, uh, we will end. Uh, actually, we... Trying to think, doing a little bit of uh, matrix time yes, warpy uh, stuff here. When are we? When are we recording? When yes, is this airing? Yes. Uh, so actually, have uh, based on when this will uh, drop. Yep. Um, we will have already finished school. Yes, that's uh, right. So we will have already finished school when this drops. Yep. And then uh, we don't go back until uh, after after Labor Day. So as God intended, my friends. <laughs> right. That's Honestly, right. dude, I you know me. I, we always talk about not getting political. This is more local political. Oh, yeah. I I can't imagine any administrator, any teacher, any student that wants to go back before Labor Day. No, but they do. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm sure all those businesses uh, in our you know neck of the woods here and eastern shore of the state of Maryland. Yeah, are uh, would would love that extra week and a half. Yeah. you know uh, that they get. Because I think my gang goes back uh, it's something like August 29th, 28th, something like now, that. Now, let me ask you, um, do you, I can't I can't remember, did you have a full week off at Thanksgiving? Good question, dude. Uh, yeah, I think the kids did. Okay. I think the way it works out is the kids are off all week. I think the teachers report at least in Harford County where yep. we are. Somebody could correct me on this if there's a Harford County teacher listening, but I think Harford County teachers were off um, only Wednesday and Thursday. Well, through Friday. Through Friday, yeah. But, but I think the, the kids were, were off, off Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. So they had, like, you know, conferences, yeah, professional yeah. development stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Which, I mean, from a teacher perspective, I'll take those any day of the week oh, and sure. twice on Sunday as opposed to yeah. trying to teach kids a, those two days. A day to go in uh, with no kids to yeah. teach and focus on some other things, I'm sure, is a welcome change of pace. But, you know, I just, I'm a traditionalist yeah, on that, dude. Yeah. I just think, man, give them, give them the full three months. Yeah. You know, let them have it. Not, not this two 
two and a quarter, two and a half months thing. Yeah. Give him a full break. But that's just me. That's you. Well, ranting. And, and you know, you and I have talked before. My, uh, if I had my druthers, I would actually do a year round school. Oh, yeah, dude. Individual. So you'd get a month off at basically you'd have a trimester yep. and you'd get a month off in between each basically semester trimester break yeah so sep- uh, it's almost like right dude september through september through november, november you, you may maybe go a little bit yeah. into december so that way you can kind of close things out yep. um and then you're basically off all of december and then maybe the first week of january yep. and then you go january february march yep. you're off basically all of april yep may june july and then you're basically off all of august yeah so you've got a very interesting view there, dude. There's always a break coming. Isn't that how some European uh, Yeah, work, and actually, there there are a few in the U.S. that do it as well. A few yeah. out in California that do it, um, and, yeah. and they have that kind of cycle. I, I, uh, I could see it, dude. I mean, you never get that full long break, yeah. but probably the benefit, I'm sure, that's argued is... You're you're less rusty, right? Right. You're more, I, dude. I remember coming back having to do math after <laughs> yeah. three months. I mean, I sucked doing math when I was doing math, <laughs> but then you come back after three months and you're like, yeah. "What in the world is this?" Oh my goodness, dude. So yeah, I I see it. I mean, I I do remember uh, in my uh, teaching career. You've done it longer than I have, dude. At, at um, in terms of teaching in the kind of high school setting. Yep. But when I did it, I remember talking to a fellow teacher. We're back in school. It's like January 2nd. Yeah. And I remember lady, my friend Lori, she said, oh, Greg, I, I just can't believe how long it is <laughs> till the end of the school year. And I said, end of the school year? I'm just looking for the first break. Right. Right in January, you usually get that weekend, MLK weekend, K, yep. and then you get presidents in February. I said, yep. I'm just trying to eke by till yeah. then. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they, there are some dog oh, days, yeah. aren't there, Mark? Yeah. Man, for sure. No, it, it definitely... Uh can can be a struggle um but we are uh in our podcast series and actually our opening kind of uh leads into this and it's funny because we really didn't intend to but i think it does um we're we're talking about uh the the sermons and we're what we're doing is we're taking a piece of the sermon or an underdeveloped idea in the sermon yes and we are expanding on that and and today we're talking about self-awareness right and i mean Part of getting through the school experience is knowing uh, who you are. It's, you know, it's marking those benchmarks, right, of, uh, okay, you know, basically your first half of the year, everything just kind of flies by because you've got these long, in-depth breaks. And so you know you can make it, but then you get to the other side and you've got to do whatever you can because particularly March. Yeah. Oh, my word. Once March hits, it is the doldrums of any teacher's existence yeah and and you you've got to know okay if i can if i can do this you know i mean you get you you start making those kind of, mm-hmm. saint patty's day you know look forward to saint patty's oh, day look absolutely to man it's limp it's you're looking at the lily pads yeah like the, the other side of the pond's too far yeah so if i can just see that next lily pad i know i'm getting that much closer right and uh yeah you take stock of yourself yeah your bandwidth uh, what you need to do to get done the things you have to get done. That, that is good. Dude. See, we're dude, only a professional it's podcaster. It's almost like we're professionals here. Could pull that off, <laughs> this kind of seamless integration That's with right. our topic and our, our random Now, now we'll truly be professionals when we stop talking. Yeah. 
You got that right, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> right now, we're just so proud of ourselves. Hey, we're so we're patting ourselves on the back. I did a good thing, Mom. <laughs> That's right. She's not listening. But uh, <laughs> if you were listening, Mom, Let, I did. I did a smart thing. Let's be real. Nobody's listening. This yeah. is for you and I. <laughs> Just our own amusement, dude. That's all we got left. That's right. But um, you know, last week we we dove into the idea of belonging before believing. And yeah. So what does that look like for somebody who's coming into the church? Who's not a believer? What does that look like for us who are in the church, trying to trying to work with uh, with, with those people? Um, and I don't mean work with as in you know they're a project, but I mean work with as in how are we how are we engaging with them yeah. in our everyday lives? Um, what are the things that we're talking about with them? How are we including them into our our lives, into our small groups, into our conversations, into serving? In the church, yeah, um, in in various aspects like that. Today, we're looking at uh, the development, the growth, yeah, of of the person who who has professed, yeah. Um, and so, uh, there's a specific topic, and and I believe I already mentioned it, uh, whether people noticed it or not. But there's a specific topic related to that that is of particular interest to you, Greg. Yeah, yeah, and when I preach Sunday, you know, I, I last week I did First Peter. First Peter one kind of has, you know, okay. Let let me land our mission statement. Yeah, which we talked about last week. We, we've added the word genuine. Yep, uh, to help people experience a genuine and growing relationship with Jesus. So, genuine means a just a real. It's it's the start. Something happened. A relationship was formed. Yeah, with Jesus. Right. That's coming to faith that's salvation all the ten cent words justification adoption yeah. right the forgiveness of our sins uh expiation the removal of our <laughs> sins uh you know there, there's there's so many um aspects that we can we can um, consider about the the beginning of that relationship so the second part of that is growing yeah so first Peter gives us both in chapter one we've got uh, his resurrection has caused us to be born anew, born again, a new and living hope. Um, but also we learn about desiring the pure milk of the word and that we would grow in that relationship. Because, dude, you and I have put down a lot more roots than when we met yeah. many, many years ago. Yeah. Because our relationship has grown. We've yep. shared experiences together, right? Um, a marriage does that. A parent-child relationship does that. So, you know, I covered in the sermon, dude, a lot of the, I don't want to say typical, that's not quite right, the, maybe the basic building blocks sure, of yeah. a growing relationship yeah. with Jesus. Where do we hear Jesus speak? Primarily through Scripture, yeah. right? It, it's it, his word that speaks to us. Um, when and how do we speak to him? Well, that's generally prayer. Yeah. Right. The way uh, you know, I hear you, dude, with your audible voice—that smooth, yes. buttery Nathan Bell <laughs> professional podcaster voice. Right. You hear me with my squeaky, squawky. Uh, we'll, a, we'll fix that in post edit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll try, but you all, um, you know, ever uh, changing, stuck in uh, prepubescent, uh, cracky voice, Dutcher mode. You hear me. Um, so we consider those things in a relationship with Jesus. You know, where do we hear him speak scripture? How do we talk to him in prayer? And then, you know, beyond that, you know, uh, acts of service, love in the church, using our gifts, et cetera. Those are the, the, 
usual subject matters that get emphasized when you're talking about a growing relationship, right? Learning these things. Um, One of the things, dude, that I've come to appreciate, though, that doesn't get as much press, that's in, with, and through all those things I just mentioned, is self-awareness. Yeah. I, Nathan, have come to appreciate people that have good self-awareness, mm. that it makes me want to have good self-awareness mm. because I think, okay, it's almost like, well, where is that in the Bible, Greg? Where, where is the exact term self-awareness? It's not there, mm-hmm. just like the word Trinity is not there, right, but right. the concept certainly is. Yeah, You know what's not there? Small group. That's yeah. not in the Bible, but it's certainly there. Yeah. You know what's not in the Bible? The word Bible. Right. But it's certainly there. So I view it as though that thing, it's 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 kind of like it's leadership. It's the idea. It's the concept that is there and imprinted. It's all through it. Yeah. It's often assumed. It's often illustrated. And I want to be a person that somebody could say, yeah, he had good self-awareness. Yeah. I think I've grown in it. Mm-hmm. But, dude, there are (laughs) – you and I tell funny stories. (laughs) I am amazed, and maybe this is true in other organizations. I'm not really qualified to speak on. Outside of the church, I taught. Yeah. Christian schools, secular schools. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of other data except through conversations with friends that I can get. But I would say in the church world – Self-awareness is not as common as you might think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that that's something I thought I, ne- I never get a chance to talk about this too much in preaching. Yeah. But I do think it's a vital part of spirit. I tell my kids all the time, I want you to be self-aware. Yeah. Uh, and now I know, Dad. Here's come <laughs> comes Dad's self-awareness lecture. So thought we could riff on that. Too. Yeah, no, and, and it is so important, right? Because being a self-aware person means that you're you're also you understand your strengths, your weaknesses, yes. and you understand how you can best grow in your faith and and then how can you best help others, right? Yes. I I've, I've said this um a million times Matt and I have had this conversation. I don't know if you and I have actually had this conversation, but um I am not a greeter. Uh-huh. I am not a person to stand there and to walk up to somebody, "Hey, how's it going? How's sure. your day?" like I, at school I I do um I help with the morning drop off. I stand with my parking sign, I smile and I wave. Yep. And, and that's what I do. But going up and initiating contact with people is just, it's not my thing. Sure. I can do it if I need to do yeah. it, but I am i know for me that's not in my wheelhouse. Yep. But somebody coming up to me, which is why I do new, new here, because somebody coming up to me, I can I can have a conversation with them. They are, they are now, in my opinion, asking for something that they want. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to peddle something. I'm not trying to sell something, including myself. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, that's the difference of, you know, uh, we, we mentioned uh, last week, Tracy, who who does a wonderful job with oh, our yeah. morning um, greeting team and, yep. and deacons and and all of that stuff and, and ushers and all of that stuff. Um I just I told her like I I do not want to be that person. You sure. don't want me as that person, dude. I love that. 
That's self-awareness. Yeah. No, it's sort of, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. I, I Fortunately, I'm self-aware enough to know, don't put me in charge of anything organizational right. or financial. Right. Oh, you could. And you'll learn really quickly that House of Cards and comes to And you get a car. Now. And you get a car. Exactly. Hey, yeah, we got plenty of money. Sure. Hey, let's sponsor 200 kids to go overseas on a trip. This year. We'll figure out where the money That's comes right. from. I mean, dude, I, nobody <clears throat> first of all, is going to put me in that spot. But I also recognize I shouldn't yeah. be in that spot. Okay, dude, American Idol. Yeah. The early years especially. <laughs> I know Matt still watched it. I haven't watched it in years, but it made a little comeback this year, I think, because of its connection to TikTok, which which helps uh, bring in a Everything. younger audience. Yes. Um, but I remember the earlier years, what those producers were looking for when they would show the auditions, any goofball, like you and I could show up, right? you know, <clears throat> do uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart together, right. some duet, <laughs> know it sounds awful, act like a bunch of goofballs. Those people tended not to get on. Yeah. Because they knew, oh, these are just some guys looking for their 15 minutes. Right. And the really good singers, while well, they're going to save, they would show you some of them Yes, uh, to build your interest. But the ones that I, I remember reading about this at the time, like 2006, 2007, um, the producers, and it's kind of morbid, you're looking for the person who's bad yeah, but doesn't know they're bad. Right. And I I mean, it's, it's part of our probably sick, twisted American sense of humor. We love watching train wrecks. Yes. And it adds, that's why The Office is so popular. Yeah. Because the whole... The whole gag there is right. that, boy, they don't seem to know how incredibly awkward and pathetic they are, but let's amuse ourselves. But in a, in a serious note, dude, they're looking for people that have no self-awareness, often enabled by parents and families right. that used to make me so mad. I'm like, yeah. how could you not know your kid sucks right. and has no business with a microphone? <laughs> and then sometimes it was awkward. Remember, they'd break the news to them. And they're crying because yeah. they really thought they were going to be the next American Idol. And yeah. Like, how could they possibly think that? Yeah. Um, there's an example of where self-awareness would come in handy. Oh, yeah. You know, because uh, you, you shouldn't have to have Randy Jackson say, you know, this ain't your thing, dog. Right. Yeah, singing ain't your thing. But some people thought it yeah. was. Yeah. And, Nathan, I see that happen a lot in yeah. the Christian church world. So I... I, but it's always hard to talk about because it's sort of like the the guy's got bad breath. How do I tell him he has bad breath? I mean, the breath is so bad that people don't want to hang around you. Right. Boy, who wants that job? Right. So uh, it's probably good to talk about it generally, like yeah. on a podcast where I'm not naming anybody. Right. But you're saying, hey, if I, you're under the sound of this podcast. Yeah. Am I self-aware? Yeah. Right? Am, am I am I aware of how I'm coming across, particularly to other people? Yeah. Well, and and this is this is part of the frustration with it too, right? Is that we can talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. And let's be real, the people who don't need to worry about it are the ones who are going to start worrying about it. And the ones who do need to worry about it are going to be like, oh, that's not me. I don't need to worry about that. So well said. You know, and that's and that's kind of the frustration is you 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 want these moments like we should, like as brothers and sisters in Christ, like the Bible portrays, 
where we can just be honest and say, man, you know what? Uh, I, I love your enthusiasm for, uh, you know, our, our uh, worship, but uh, no, we're not we're not putting you behind a microphone. Yes. Uh, how else could we use you to serve uh, in this area? Because I love your enthusiasm, but but no, singing is not your thing or. Man, I, I love your enthusiasm for for what we're doing here, but um, you know, uh, you have no idea what you're doing with a computer, and yeah. uh, even changing the slides is just too difficult for you. Yeah. So, how else can we use your your passion and your fire to to serve? Absolutely. Um, but absolutely. But man, is that a hard conversation to have, dude? Sometimes near impossible. Yeah. And I think the more we can develop gracious kind relationships that are you know, built over time you know it's yeah. not the way you'd want to start and you could do it you, you could do those things I mean families have to do those things all the time I mean a loving intervention yeah when it's absolutely necessary becomes that way and hopefully just talking about things in general um, can can help us think dude you're in one of my favorite self-awareness stories oh yes and I think you remember. <laughs> So we will be careful. I don't think this particular person is probably listening. I I would doubt it. And if so, it's been long enough that maybe they won't even know. So I'll keep it general enough. Yeah. But me and an associate, I'll mm -hmm. just say that, uh, met you and uh, a friend to all. Yes. Because you two had a disagreement. Yeah. On how to approach something. Yep. And I, <laughs> I remember I felt so good doing this. I'm going to bust out my best kind of what I've learned with a little basic counseling yeah. training, et cetera. Uh, and I just said, Hey, let's do a little exercise. L little role play. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little role play. Kind of put yourself in the other person's yep. shoes. I want you, I'll say, I'll call this person, John. Yep. And it had to do, dude, I, I'll say this much with an arrival time culture thing. Yeah. Yeah. You felt it was fine to be a bit later. Mm -hmm. I understood your reasons. They wanted you to be a bit earlier. Right. So I simply said to you, remember this, Nathan? Yes. I think oh, we met yeah. at a Panera. Yep. I said, Nathan, put yourself in John's shoes because you understand what he's saying. Yeah, I think I do. Articulate for me why you think John thinks you should be here at such, such a time. And I always remember, dude, you were very gracious. And I, I think he would say this. Yeah. I think he would say that. So I said, good, good. Yeah, okay, good start. John nods. I said, John. Give me yourself why you think Nathan would feel getting here a little later, just from his perspective. would be good. And I just remembered he kind of shrugged and said, I, I don't know, I guess he just wants to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, I, you, you were so gracious. But I'm, thunk, oh, I'm thinking, okay, wow. Thanks, John. Thanks for starting literally with the most uncharitable perspective of Nathan's reasoning. And I remember thinking, boy, that really didn't go how I planned. <laughs> but honestly, dude, it was a self-awareness issue. Yeah. Like, are you not aware that that's like a really kind of crappy right. way to start a meeting where you're trying to understand each other's perspectives? Right. But honestly, dude, I think you would. I don't think he did. Yeah. He was no, aware I, of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was I just... agree. Yeah, and I think I think that's one of the reasons why um, it was easy to to look at that particular situation and not 
not get frustrated and not, yeah. you know, is, is that knowing and understanding who this person, uh, was, um, and, and I'll say was, because I, I, I don't think that this person is, is fully like this anymore. Yeah. Um, it, just knowing that was, was enough to say, you know what, I, it's okay. Yep. It's not, it's not worth getting into over this. Yes. Um, that there, there are weightier matters to get into. And dude, you made it, I'm not just buttering you up. The person I was with at the time, we talked about it afterwards. We kind of, because I think we mentioned that. We drove home and said, oh, my goodness, did that really happen? Is that how that meeting started? <laughs> and I thought, you know, dude, you could have, I mean, you could have just said, all right, dude, then let's just not have a meeting. Let's just, right. yeah, what's the point in talking? I'm going to go home and sleep. Right, I'll just go home and sleep <laughs> since that's all I ever want to do. Um, you know, and, and you you hung in there and uh, you were gracious and we got to a point that might have been a little better than where we started because you you kind of hung in, but honestly, do no help to that guy's perspective. Don't think he's a bad guy. No. Don't think he lacks intelligence. No. Nope. But there, honest, there wasn't self awareness there. Yeah. Person that knows scripture, you helping to serve in the church, yep. leading in some valuable critical areas. And I've seen this a lot. Yeah. I've seen people that have really great theology. Yeah. Um, are very well read. Not. New converts, I mean, right. years of following Christ, giving, serving, heavy involvement, uh, but don't seem to recognize maybe how they're coming across, Yeah, the effect on the other person. So really, dude, we could almost call self-awareness, I view it as kind of a subcategory of humility. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. It's a, like a proper awareness of, yeah. hey... You're putting yourself into a proper perspective. Yes. You know, you don't have an overinflated sense of your ego yes. when it comes to something, but you're also not, you know, self-deprecating. It's just, it, yes. it, it's just, you, you're kind of in, if you're in that category, you're just kind of oblivious, blind-eyed, whatever it might be to that. Yes. At, dude, at some point we're going to pause because... Um, we uh, uh, just again real time. You get the inside baseball scoop with Nathan and I podcast. Uh, right before we started, I ordered our DoorDash. Nice. And uh, the DoorDash driver is Levi. Oh, uh, no, who uh, you know? Uh, Sweet is here. Cool. And we're let's, gonna pause. Let's pause it, and uh, we're. I'm not even gonna edit this. I'm pausing Good. it, no, and then let's we'll come right back. In. That's all right. We'll come right back. Awesome, dude. How was that meal? Man, that was delicious. Wasn't it? Nice uh, chilies. Seconds for the audience and uh, about, what, 40 minutes for us. Yeah. That was good. And uh, saw my buddy Levi, the driver. He texted me. He said he saw my name in the church. Yep. I said, bring it on. Did a double take. Bring it on. I had my delicious old-timer burger. That's what Matt had. Yeah. You had that smokehouse combo. Yeah, smokehouse combo. Dude, that looked good. What was it, like that? Chili cheddar sausage and oh. some ribs and it looked and smelled oh, it good. good. So uh, we'll try not to be belching as we finish off our conversation. Yes, try. I'm no sure, promises. I'm sure our audience will appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> That's right. They've that already, they already turned have us to off. Edit. <laughs> yes, we'll take that out in post. Yeah, uh, nothing else, but that we will. Yes. Um, so yeah, we were uh, we were in the midst of talking about uh, just the value of. Uh, you know, someone who um, can can self evaluate and really be yep. in tune with 
with what they can do. We had told that one story. Greg, you, you have a couple other stories um, uh, involving you this time, I believe. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I'm i glad you yeah, – I am glad you asked her that, David, because this could sound – and that's not my intention. Well, I have perfect self-awareness right. and it's other people. No, I – I uh, like I said, I I want to grow in yeah. this area, which in many ways is just knowing how am I coming across? Have I missed something I should have factored in? Um, early when I was at Still Meadow, mm-hmm. you know, my my first church out of seminary, um, I felt so locked in to what I was preaching. Of course, I don't remember what it was. <clears throat> and at the end of the service, I asked the elders and their wives, because I looked to come join me on the stage, because mm-hmm. I think it was really important. I wanted to share a couple of things and show our solidarity. So I, that was a spontaneous ask. I learned some valuable things that day. <laughs> Maybe somebody's listening, like, what's the problem with that? You're probably a guy. <laughs> uh, so let me help you with what I learned. Uh, those ladies, they were very kind to me. I was a fairly young pastor. I was probably 29 or 30 at the time, and they uh, they pulled me aside. And they all wanted to explain to me. Lisa knew. I, I could tell she had a strange reaction when she came up, mm-hmm. uh, and I just thought, oh, maybe she's like, uh, the ladies wanted it to be made very clear to me that they would have preferred a little heads up, <laughs> a little notice um, that in general, uh, most women, that was their take, this is what mm-hmm. they told me, would not appreciate being called up with no notice. Mm-hmm. And that may be because guys tend to be, do- let's be honest, you know, we got a mustard stand on our shirt. <laughs> yep, I'm wearing it proud. <laughs> right. I'm saving it for later. <laughs> Uh, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you go up and the guys that have hair, like yourself, Nathan, I don't care if it's combed <laughs> well right. or it's shaggy. <clears throat> and um, in my mind, I'm like, well, but you all came to church. You were like, yeah, but it's different than to be on stage. And that is just one aspect. I thought, oh, I, I could see it. So what I thought was this incredible, spontaneous, powerful yeah. moment, uh, they didn't experience it the way I did. <laughs> so... Honestly, you just learn to know and hopefully respect how other people feel. Yeah. Uh, in my own marriage and pastoring, you know, in my younger years, I would tell stories that were just too irresistible not to tell about Lisa and experience she had that I had. And um, it took me a while to get that. I don't know why. I always would argue with. Greg, I would have preferred if you had at least asked me yeah. to uh, share that, you know, because I'm not sure I would have wanted all those details out there. And of course, I would explain to her in my <laughs> ultimate mansplaining mode why uh, she she didn't understand how powerful this was going to be and how I knew so much more. That's why I say the self awareness is a subcategory of humility. Yeah, because there is a sense a, a sense in which you um, you have to know you are deficient yeah, and that your decisions and actions don't take place in a vacuum. Yeah. They affect other people. And you could say, well, to heck with that. I don't care if they affect other people. I know in my heart it's the right thing to do. Yeah. 
those folks that operate like that make me nervous. Yeah. Because it does seem that the New Testament has this other-centered ethic. Yeah. Right? And you referenced it earlier, dude, or I think you paraphrased it. I think it's Philippians, right? That is a real good balance. It it says, do not think of yourself more highly yeah. than you ought. So <clears throat> it's not saying look at yourself as the worst person who's ever lived right. on the planet. It's right. I would call it a healthy self-assessment. Yeah. Right? Uh, that you should factor in other people's needs, wants, perspectives, sensitivities, yeah. etc. So, oh, dude, and I'm as we keep talking, I'll come up with more. Yeah. But well, I've made my share of very non-self-aware decisions. Well, in you know, in talking about this, you talked about, you know, the other person who doesn't care. Yeah. Which I would say is more the category that I fall into oh, because, sure. you know, that's uh that that's very much my uh perspective because to me I look at I don't care what people think uh-huh. and and I don't know how many times people will say, oh, I wish I had that. You do until you get it, because yep. that's not my, that was not always my persona. That was not always my perspective. Yes. It's something that was developed over time. Yeah. Through through various reasons and, and situations and all that stuff. But, yeah, it, it can serve me well. But guess what? It doesn't always. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. You know, you need to understand that that not uh, intuiting people's um, thoughts and emotions based on the fact that I don't care. Oh, sure. Is is a problem. Yeah. Right. Because uh, Scripture tells us that as as long as it is within our ability to live at the peace with those around us. Yeah. Right. And so, guess what? When you don't care, yeah. <laughs> then there's not a whole lot of peace. Oh, no, dude, well, well said. Well, it reminds me, dude, of, again, we talk a lot about Twitter and, you know, the the bad uh, temptation yeah. Twitter is for me when I get frustrated with, with people. And I'm thinking a lot of it is I get frustrated with the lack of self-awareness. For instance, you know, we, a few weeks back, we talked about the uh, passing of uh, Tim Keller. And yeah. Reference that there are some folks out there who may have disagreed with a a theological position or a, often an approach, they usually centered around race matters. Right. Uh, more conservative political um, Christians uh, might accuse him of being woke, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I understand there's always a place for discussion. There should be. These things should be debated, discussed. I'm shocked how many people that never seem to register, hey, maybe within 12 hours of his death, yeah, now's not the time yeah. to bring that up. And I, I'd like to think that's consistent yeah, uh, for people, that when you have um, someone die, regardless of what you thought of them, yeah, hey, w- you know, there's a family that's grieving, there's always just a, a moment of sobriety when somebody passes. But, dude, the, the lack of self-awareness yeah. is staggering. Well, and you notice that things like that tend to happen not in, like, what you're talking about, not within a, a proper debate forum, yeah. right? It's always uh, the one or two who are just sniping out these comments yeah. and tweets. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Because I agree with you. I think I think there is... There is a time and a place to discuss 
issues and problems, right? Yeah. I mean, I, let, let me hit hard and heavy here, mm -hmm. right? Um, gun control issues. Mm -hmm. When are people talking about it? Yeah. Right after a shooting. Right. When shouldn't you be talking about it? Right. Right after a shooting. Right. Right. I mean, these are these are issues that should be that we should be saying, okay, these are heavy and important issues that we yeah. should be talking about. So when's the appropriate time to be talking about them? Right. Well, uh, right now is actually the appropriate time to be talking about them, but nobody's it, doing it. Well, it, it, I've learned that. That's a that's a great example, Nathan. I've learned. I've sometimes been disappointed, but I think I'm to your point. You just made. It's a self-aware issue. Yeah. I'm 30 years into it, 25 to 30 years of pastoring, into discovering, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Didn't get there sooner. I have been frustrated. It's common in church life. Um, if, if two church leaders don't see eye to eye. Yep. And those church leaders go separate ways. Yeah. Obviously, it's very upsetting to a number of people. And a lot of people's instinctive reaction is this shouldn't happen in the church. Mm -hmm. So they're upset or they might leave or they might talk to others and, and kind of, you know, agitate that level of concern, mm -hmm. which I understand. Um, and so I've always thought, okay, one of the things that would help people is let me teach on Paul and Barnabas. Yeah. Two very spiritually wise leaders respected, revered in the early church, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and scripture and experience. And when it came time to decide what to do with John Mark on the next go-around, on right. the next missionary journey, polar opposites. Paul, we ain't taking him, Barn, to quote Dr. Tony Evans. <laughs> Barnabas, come on, give the boy another chance, Paul, give the boy another chance. And all Luke tells us in Acts is they had a sharp dispute, went yeah. their separate ways. In, in that, in his telling, no real happy ending. Little later on in the letters, yeah, you see it looks like some things have been restored. But in the story Luke tells, he he, he gives us no really happy resolve. Right, just says they went different ways. Um, so I thought I'm just going to teach that. That way, people know it's never pleasant, but it happens. Mm -hmm. It happens in the church. It happens with people where one guy isn't the good guy and the other guy's the villain. Right, they're both on the same team. It has never worked. Yeah. And I've done it, uh, well, not a lot, but I've talked, I should say, I've talked to other pastors who reported the exact same thing. Matt told me he had a similar situation years ago. He said, it never works. And I think it's because of what you just said. Yeah. I think it's because the emotions are running high. Mm -hmm. So preachers are probably showing myself a lack of good self awareness. Now's not the time. Yeah. It's frustrating because it's tempting mm -hmm. because it's so relevant. But I think those things should be taught at other times. Yeah. When there isn't a, so you're almost preparing people. Right. Because when the emotions are revved up, boy, it can be hard to take that in. Yeah. You're probably going to be more naturally defensive. When I've done it, I've heard things like, oh, Greg's just justifying himself. He's defending himself. Because there's often levels of suspicion or right. mistrust right. that get exacerbated when things are like that. So I thought, okay. It's it's tempting, yeah. But yeah. I've then um, I think okay, it's 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 God's word. It should be preached, but it's probably the when. Well, and and we we've talked about this with other aspects of life too, right? When when somebody's going through uh, grief, 
Yep. Right. We don't we don't sit there and throw down the scriptures and oh look at what Jesus says about this and this and this and and yeah. you know because let's be real as as good Christians we know the scriptures. Yeah. Right. I mean, if something were to happen to Joy, there is nothing that you could tell me yeah. in that moment that is going to cheer me up. Of course. Because I already know it. Yep. Right. So, so what's the best thing? You know what? In this situation, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to come and sit with you, and, and we're going to cry together. Yeah, we're going to laugh together. Yep. We're going to tell stories together. Yep. Right. That the best time is, again, you know, it's it's before, it's the lead up to it. Yep. And then you know, you look at the situation, and then it's 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 months after, maybe even years after. Yep. <laughs> right. Where. You know, you can look at that with a clarity and say, "Ah, okay, yes, now I'm ready to hear that." In in in, I'm I'm ready to let that impact my life. Now. Right, right. Um, because again, like that, there's I, being self aware, right? Yep. We we know intuitively. You know, I, I mean, this is why we decided all those years ago when we were discussing what happens to an unborn child who dies or what happens to a child who who doesn't understand and comprehend salvation, what yeah. happens to that child? Because who were we going to bring on that that we could that we could make a a nice, fun, impartial right, debate. Right. Right. Are we going to get a mother who's lost child before? Right. No, no, that that would be ridiculous of because course. That's just going to bring up a lot of those things, right? And and that's not what we want to do. And our most recent discussion that we had, our our debate, mm-hmm. um, the great debate, I think I called it. Yes. Um, you know, we we decided we weren't going to do it because we were aware that this is a hot topic. Yeah. That this is a thing that we need to push aside and say, you know what, for the sake of our friends and for the sake of our friendships. We're not going to enter into that realm of debate with them, yes. Um, because there, there's a lot of fresh emotions with this going on, and so yeah, I mean, it, it isn't that that's part of what self awareness is too? Is you know, intuiting the situation and saying, okay, when's the time? When's the place? Yeah, to talk about these things, to do these things, right? We we talked about the situation earlier. Um, with uh, you know the the other um, leader and myself and and you and the other leader, yeah, um, you know at the Panera, could I be any more vague than that? No, um, no. And uh, you know, now if we were to all sit down, I hope we could look back on that situation and laugh and laugh, yeah. right? Because I mean, time yeah. and growth and all of that. Of course, yeah. That's why, dude. I look back on. Oh my goodness, what what was I thinking? That that that's what you say. And I I think one of the the uh, healthy signs of growth Nathan, and spiritual growth. And I will say to people, I say this to my kids a lot because I've seen it in my own life. Guys, it's so important to admit you're wrong mm. and to ask yourself, would people in my life, that's a hard question, if I were to survey them, and it might be worth doing it sometimes, say, guys, do I, do I own what I screwed up? Yeah. Do I own what I'm wrong? Is this something that you've heard me say with some regularity? Because here's what. If if our faith is really based upon this conviction, yeah. I'm a sinner yeah. who has messed up again and again and again. 
and Jesus has forgiven me of all of my sins, past, present, and future. Yep. Because when he died, all of our sins were future. Right. I always like to remind us all of that. Yeah. Uh, to, to celebrate that truth. Um, if he's truly done that, and I and I'm I can already come clean. Yeah, I'm a screw up. Right. That's why Jesus came. Right. I'm not some moral paragon that everybody should say, oh, I want to be like right. him. He came and he loved me and he died for me. Then we should be admitting yeah. with enough regularity that we're wrong. Now, yes, our personalities get in the way. Some right. people might say, well, you can be really stubborn. I know. I know. And that's fine. I'm not asking everybody to be the same or right. uniform. But is there enough evidence? Because, dude, I can tell you, uh, th- that's when I lose hope. Yeah, I've worked with people in church contexts and non-church contexts that, to my memory, and I think I'm being fair, I c- couldn't recall one occasion. Yeah, I said, you know, I was wrong on that. Yeah, or I'm sorry. I did. And man, that's scary. Yeah. Um, and I so I always say that to my kids, like, guys cultivate that attitude yeah now you don't have to be um careless with it because to admit you're wrong means sometimes you're entrusting something very special to somebody right so i say you don't have to just air all of your dirty laundry right. to everybody right. under the sun because right i've done that yeah and that'll come back and bite you yeah i remember years ago dude I, I'll, I'll give one this is kind of a, a both end example i had to learn and the person i'm gonna say in the story uh, uh, had to learn uh, some things as well. I would share from the pulpit that I struggle with people pleasing. Yeah, I, I feel this in me. I really want to please people and have everybody like me, etc. And then I had to make a leadership decision with a, a team, of course, mm-hmm. uh, to remove somebody from a position. Um, and I remember sitting in a meeting and a couple met me, they were upset and they had, I understood they really cared about this person. So I'm thinking, okay, hopefully we'll have a good conversation. I'll hear them. Well, they're hear, hear me. Well, but he continued, the husband of this conversation continued to say, well, you know, Greg, you, you tell us all the time that you struggle with people pleasing. So I'm just thinking you did this because of fear of man and to please people. I told him, because he said it enough, I said, you know what? I'll call this guy John, too, and it wasn't John. John, I say that to identify with you as a fellow struggler. Right. I don't say that, so then you'll weaponize it. Right. And turn it on me to win an argument. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I kind of learned, man, you got to be careful. Yeah. I overshare. And... That can hurt when you entrust something to people. Sure. So there's there's a uh, a wisdom to this. I hope he because he, he handled that comment pretty well. We, he didn't agree at first, but we kind of talked through it, and he said, "Well, I see your point. I wasn't trying to weaponize it, and we got to a better place." But there is, we just say things. Yeah. We'll react in in immediate ways that that, that we don't think of how it's coming across. And dude, I want to say this. I know we're about to close. The 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 online communication I oh, think has yeah. made this worse. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Because people do things online. Yeah. That they they wouldn't intuitively likely do in person. Right. How many times? Oh, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna draw blood with a keyboard. Yeah. Quick slice dice. And if you're face to face, you might not do it. Right. Myself. 
Yeah. I, I feel it. That's why I, I, I've i learned what I'm going to, you know, I try not to resolve conflict with email. Yeah. Uh, use email to set up the conversation. Yeah. But not try to resolve it. It generally doesn't work. Yeah. No. And I mean, it, it's so, so true that uh, we've said it before, you know, and this is nothing new. But um, the internet has taken cowards and turned them into bullies. Oh, and yes. you know, again, things that you would not dare say to a person's face, or things that would be nuanced by seeing the person. Yep. You know that somebody might still say the same thing, but like you can see that they're wrestling and struggling with yep. getting it out. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just un unbelievable that we have as a society monopolized this medium that really, as you said, it should be just short bursts of communication. You know, Hey, I, I know that this was frustrating and that we we're struggling with this. Let, let's set up a meeting so that we can resolve it. Agreed. And if you can't dude, I always mm -hmm. say this, if you can't, cause you might have a case where the person lives far away. Yeah. We had this with a missionary years ago. Uh, didn't have good, uh, 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 phone coverage, etc., yep. and it was a very tense situation. And we're doing it primarily through email. Yep. If you're in that spot, which is going to be rare today, but if yeah. you are, I think you just work all the harder. Yeah. To read and reread. Does this sound like the tone I'd want to uh, bring if I was talking in person? Yeah. So yeah, I just think, dude, as we grow spiritually, it's worth asking. Lord, help me be self-aware. Yeah. If there's a habit or a, a a posture that I regularly adopt that's not helpful, harmful, makes people feel alienated or unloved, you know, help me. Help me overcome it. Yeah. And help me not immediately have to. Well, no, that's not true. Right. You right. Because I'm a, a, amazed, dude. With my ADHD, I if uh, Lisa and I are disagreeing on something and she hits me with something, Greg, I don't like it when you do blank. Why is it all of a sudden my mind becomes a NASA supercomputer? Right. And I can provide so much evidence how she's wrong. Right. And so much evidence how, no, no, that's hypocritical of you to say, least because you're right. the one to, what in the world? Dude. Yeah. I don't need much convincing that the Bible's depiction of our flesh right. is real. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. No, uh, totally agree. Well, my friend, we are out of time. Yeah, hey, great conversation with a dinner break. That's right. Dinner break <laughs> in there. And, uh, you know, if, if you feel so inclined, we're going to leave that break in there. So if you want to go get dinner, if you're listening to this later, yeah, feel free to imagine that we are eating with you. And I'd highly recommend the old timer burger at Chili's. Yes. Or the smokehouse or combo. Or the smokehouse combo. Both quite tasty. It's great. Yes. All right, man. Until the next time, we just rock the Casbah. Barbecue style. Thank you again for listening to These Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These Go to 11.